Hello. So, hello everybody. Hello everybody. Come to hey. another new episode of the Alpha Life Podcast. Once again, joined by my very good friend, Vishweshwar Srinivasan. So, hello, Vishweshwar. Hi, Hari. Uh, I'm doing great today. What's up with you? Yeah, man. Same here. So, this was a fantastic Sunday. We've been doing a little bit of projects. I mean, I was doing all of this stuff, but we will be discussing about a lot of things today. So, first things first. So, I, I wanted to establish the things that we are going to discuss about today. So, so today we will be primarily touching upon the Internet of Things subject. So I know Internet of Things is a big umbrella term. So, but today we will be taking a high-level overview of what the landscape is all about, and especially we will be diving a little bit deep on the So we will be seeing what are the exciting possibilities in working with Raspberry Pi, and what are all the things which you can build. With the powerful pocket-sized computer. So, with that said, this face, I know you have pretty much try got your hands dirty with the new Raspberry Pi 4. So, I wanted you to give an overview about what's more exciting about working with Raspberry Pi 4 and your experience so far in playing with the toy. <laughs> It's nice that you call it a toy. Um, it is a toy. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, the new Raspberry Pi is amazing. Uh, it is. I mean, I have the most uh, advanced model, which is uh, which has a 4 GB RAM capability. Uh, it's really cheap. It's just fifty five dollars. Um, and for the, uh, it has really good capabilities. Also, it has two HDMI ports, uh, so you can connect your, you can connect it to like two projections, and uh, it's actually. I mean, it's just wonderful to see an actual computer in such a small format. um and uh, yeah the about the speeds it's pretty much i mean i can't feel any big change maybe the boot time is a little bit faster and of course the comput- computation time is a lot better right now uh, uh, and also like the new raspberry pi has two usb 3s which also makes it a way way more dif- uh, it's just way more different like import and export files and uh, yeah as far as i have dealt with it for the last few days that's A few things that I noticed to be like really good with the new Raspberry Pi. That's fantastic, my man. So you sort of alluded to the difference in hardware. So of course, so there is a big jump in the RAM capabilities. So we have a 4 GB DDR4 RAM. So that is fantastic. And I also find out that the GPU has been slightly increased. So we have now a 500 megahertz video core yeah. VI GPU. So that is yes. And you, you pretty much told that there are two micro HDMI ports, so that again yes. saves the real estate. So you can have two monitors. So meaning you can literally, <laughs> you can throw away your laptop and you can pretty much perform all your day-to-day activities, right? So, <laughs> this is fantastic, man. So what I would suggest for the users is right. So you don't just have to directly get get onboarded by using Raspberry Pi. So you can install Windows IoT. So by installing Windows IoT, it's almost like bringing up the Windows 10 setup. So you you get access to all your Windows application, Microsoft Office, Office 365. So so pretty much you can do your own uh, 
I mean, normal desktop or workstation setup. So this is fantastic. Yeah. You are getting it in this particular cheaper range. So are there two variants this way? So you 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 talk about the three variants. There are three variants. Uh, there is a one GB uh, RAM variant, two GB RAM variant, and a four GB RAM variant. The cheapest one is thirty-five dollars, which is just one GB RAM. And uh, the next two have uh, two. I mean, the forty-five dollar one has two GB RAM, and the fifty-five dollar one has four GB so GB of RAM. That's fantastic. So, uh, so the, literally, they have given a different price range. After, so, based on your budget and your needs, you can pick up the one which suits you. It's nice to see these people recognize the actual necessity. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. So, I think uh, this is something which is uh, completely unexpected, right? Because generally, uh, during the earlier days. We had Raspberry Pi one, and then Raspberry Pi two was an upgrade from Raspberry Pi one. So we have an extra one to be run, and then from Raspberry Pi three we went to three A. So all these were fully uh, like uh, adding new capabilities and new features. But right now I see that they realized that if some some users are just trying to play out with the board, we they don't need all these features. So they sort of move like a tech company, and they are now giving products. In the latest range, but not just outdated products. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. So this is something which I know definitely. So right now, let's get into the thing. So you have pretty much tested down the features, and you have seen how the performance is. But can you explain us what what sort of things you are doing with the Raspberry Pi? You can also briefly touch upon your project as well, and uh, you can talk about how how Raspberry Pi met your expectations. Yeah, so I would like to touch upon a lot of points here. Uh, so basically, whatever I do right now, uh, it involves like it doesn't involve access capabilities, but what it actually involves is the data transmission rates and uh, uh, and like how convenient it is. I mean, basically, my project is to like get data uh, onto microcontroller, uh, convert it from. Uh, Values and further, uh, uh, I mean, uh, this is done at a very very fast rate, which is about 80 mega samples per second. And uh, further to throw this data out, I was using UART, and uh, uh, now I've like um, proceed. I've also like seen how it, the performance of the microcontroller is with SPI communication and a lot more. Uh, since unfortunately I don't have. any kind of internet connectivity on this particular microcontroller now uh, that's the reason why we went on to like use a raspberry pi module um, and it has worked quite well till now for given its size which is the main criterion of this project is uh, which is to like build build a small really small um, uh, analog to digital converter at a very very fast sampling rate so yeah if you ask me i mean i'm so after experimenting with both spi uh, uart and uart i chose to move with usb which is turning out to be amazing the data transmission rates just impeccable you just can't see it anywhere else no wonder usb has gotten so popular these days yeah so if you ask me right now the raspberry pi is performing quite well and also i have built kind of like a onboard uh, plotter which kind of like plots the data concurrently as soon as it gets the data from the microcontroller yeah this is kind of like what i've been using this particular board for and and so far it's pretty good 
fantastic man so i i pretty much got the vibe of what you are trying to establish so from your microcontroller you have your adc which is sending information through usb route because that that is being uh, that is definitely ha- a superior step up over uh, uart and spi so you also have a live data simulator a live data which is uh, which, which might be a python plot or something which is plotting it so can you talk yeah. about how how that that one is happening so do you think that we can perform some data science operations because since you mentioned about plotting and visualization right i'm just curious to check whether we will be able to work on certain ml pipeline with your raspberry pi 4 so that is the basic thing that we are working towards right now that's a brilliant question actually uh so yeah first of all the data that we collect is really like if you want to plot the data using the using graphics Uh, using the pipeplot graphics user interface uh, it turns out to be very slow as it renders each and every time uh, and the rendering capabilities of any computer uh, even a desktop computer is pretty limited so yeah the next step is to kind of like use the raspberry pi set uh, uh computational capabilities and further build uh, what you call, what you call as a uh, envelope predictor which kind of like takes only certain points and uh, plots only those points out so you don't have to like plot the entire amount of data that you get each step uh, and also like we are building a machine learning algorithm that kind of like collects all these data that we whatever we are doing and further like develop a model which learns how to detect cancer using the i mean that's basically the ultimate goal and uh, yeah the, the plan is to integrate that uh, i mean we have two options either to throw data from raspberry pi to google cloud and make our computations on the on cloud and throw data or we can build the entire model of the raspberry pi which is which is kind of like possible from the capabilities that we have seen uh, through the discussion and yeah both of them are possible we are we still haven't decided what exactly we are going to do or we also have the other other uh, route to take which is to get a small computational box which uh, i heard from you that you got one from google uh, the tensorflow what is it called yeah so basically yeah so before getting into that right so i wanted to commend you for e- uh, easily digesting everything in a congestible facts you naturally put out the way so right now as you mentioned right in my opinion uh, it's always better to process certain uh, iot task at the edge itself so rather than us sending all the data to google cloud or amazon web services per se i would suggest mm-hmm. right now have the capability to perform real time computation in with millisecond latencies in the edge so that's where the computation board from google so called coral comes into picture so right now as you mentioned right so i've been playing with this coral usb accelerator but fortunately i don't have a raspberry pi 4 so i'm still working with my raspberry pi 3g so it still looks good again it has 3gb so so it's all it's all good but the whole idea is the coral usb accelerator it gives you the capability to perform artificial intelligence at the edge so this coral C, uh, i mean usb accelerator is nothing but an edge tpu so for for those of you guys who doesn't know about tpu it's nothing but tensor processing unit so basically all the machine learning operations which is involving the usage of neural networks 
involves the multiplication operation of n dimensional matrices so once you deal with n dimensional matrices not automatically you have a data structure called tensors so you will be working with an array and array of tensors so n dimensional tensors so literally this particular small device which cost around $75 it solves this problem so what i was doing this right so i installed tensorflow lite in my raspberry pi 3 so i had this usb accelerator and i was able to perform a very big neural network image live classifier so what i was able to do is i was able to not just identify real time images i was also able to identify a live data inside a live running production machines so since i am primarily working in the manufacturing arena so i was actually looking into finding some defects during manufacturing procedure so even when a product is moving through different conveyor belts so we will be ca- categorizing it and we will be trying to find a small defects even during the manufacturing stage itself so it's almost performing everything very very fast so i always ran the same in my workstation as well so in my workstation i have a very good graphics card as well so it almost i would say adding this htpu in my raspberry pi made it much faster than running it in my nvidia graphics card based workstation so this is almost like a big jump guys so this is a whole different paradigm shift so just imagine you are not going and buying a big hardware you are just getting the 35 dollar raspberry pi and you are just getting the 75 dollar usb stick within 100 and 110 dollars you are putting together a very excellent machine to work on cutting edge machine learning products so this is like a very fascinating scenario so so yeah so i'm really excited about this research so what are your thoughts about this aspect so meaning like within 110 dollars we are able to do this i think uh, we have lost your research so can we just uh, unlock your application and yeah yeah so uh, i have a question here So basically uh, you told me that you uh, you compared the performance of your workstation and this TPU unit uh, what, what kind of uh, did you see any kind of difference or uh, what was the actual change in performance levels that you could achieve, uh, you could actually see was there any change in performance levels or could, yeah. you, could you like compare them with each other saying they are all they were almost equal Yes, absolutely. I would say it was more, more, most of the time if you directly measure it, right? In your naked eye, you you wouldn't see a direct uh, performance improvement, obviously. So I use the real-time frame rate as a metric. So whenever we work on uh, real-time image classification problem, we have this frame rate. So if you use an algorithm like YOLO or else if you use a CNN, so you will have a frame rate which is running. So that frame rate will determine even if a small Milliscule pixel is changing. It will easily react to it. So when I saw the frame rates of both my workstation as well as my Raspberry Pi, which is having this Coral USB accelerator, the TensorFlow Lite algorithm in my Coral USB accelerator, it was giving me more frame rates. So around 30 to 35 frames per second, which is much compared to much, 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 uh, much faster compared to my 25 to 30 in my workstation. So this is a considerable. Uh, difference in speed but i would also like to clarify one more thing here i've not used the same tensorflow library i've been using tensorflow 2.1 in my workstation i've been running tensorflow lite in my 
Raspberry Pi. So if we were to run the TensorFlow 2.0 directly in my core LH, then I think it will have some performance bottom. So just to make it clear, I wanted to bring this point as well. So doesn't mean the workstation is inferior. It is definitely having more powerful capabilities. But if you use the right algorithm, it's almost like the formula which Apple uses, right? This way, so it's a mix of right hardware with the right software, which brings the beautiful product. So even though Apple hardware initially, I'm talking about the time 2010 to 2012, their hardware might not be that good, but the complementary software ensures there is no glitch. So right now, if you use the right sort of machine learning algorithms, even with limited hardware, I believe we will be able to do wonders. So this particular combination of USB accelerator. And TensorFlow Lite is the standing testament to that. That's great. That's great. So, yeah, you so, kind of like asked me a question which I forget about. So, can you ask the question again? Yeah. So basically, uh, I was just uh, trying to ask like, uh, uh, what are all the major key key takeaways, right? So whenever we work on, whenever we start working with Raspberry Pi, right? people almost underestimate the capabilities that's what i say so but it's almost like whatever you do with general purpose computing or even now yes. you can do a scientific project so have you ever used your raspberry pi in a very different way so just uh, it's almost like people never knew that you, you can use it in this way so this is just a curious question well i don't even know if people actually use the computer, uh, raspberry pi pi for i mean most people think raspberry pi is kind of like a scientific device and we can't do anything else what i would say as very interesting thing that i do uh, or rather my own of my friend does is he uses the raspberry pi as actually a desktop computer back home because it actually has all its capabilities to work. i think we fish once again we are lost you so <laughs> you could hope that. yeah yeah so whatever so where where did you hear me yeah so you were talking about your friend using it like a desktop computer yes yes, yes so basically he lives in a dorm and he doesn't want much space spent on a desktop computer all he wants to uh do all he wanted to do was to stream uh i mean just to have a computer where he could stream data uh, and he found this interesting uh <laughs> Uh, he used this laptop uh, instead of using a laptop he got himself a raspberry pi where he carries around like his computer he has a small monitor attached to that uh, so yeah it's actually going to be way more faster than a laptop because uh, and also like it's very 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 light and it also uses linux so you don't have to have a virtual environment for anything so yeah and also yeah uh, there are more and more better software that are coming in the market market for example we have uh, windows iot is going to be big and it's going to become like something that would replace okay nothing can replace linux but uh, it i'm pretty sure some people who are more used to using uh, windows would prefer uh, windows iot rather than debian or any kind of debian os So yeah, that's one interesting thing about my friend who actually uses the computer, the Raspberry Pi as uh, his day-to-day driving device rather than actually using it for some programming or yeah, some random thing that we do in research. Yeah, which was that's fantastic. So remember the day, so when I, that was during the first year of our undergraduate, right? 
So it was the time when Raspberry Pi actually started. So during that case, there was a lot of hype around this small computing device. Computing. Starting, started talking about it. It's so cheap. We were literally wondering what else we can do with all these things. So it's almost in a span of the seven, eight years, right? We have came a long way. So. With a lot of hobbyist projects and the open source community driving the way, I still feel that Raspberry Pi will offer lots and lots more to this community as a whole. So, those are fantastic. So, uh, in the coming days, I'm pretty sure even Windows will let out uh, open source software. Uh, Windows as a Microsoft will allow open source software because in these days, it's not about what uh, I mean. The software, most of the software are, that are coming out are becoming open source. But being it, Windows being it, it's itself and it's costing some people to actually buy the software. But in the day-to-day life, data is what is driving people around. I think uh, Windows will also ship its own uh, open-source software, which people could be using it out, and they will be making much more money because more people will start to get in get in their hands dirty with Windows and. It's all. It's already huge uh, software. It's it's already huge. Market share will exponentially grow further, and they can collect more data, and they'll become even bigger. That I mean, this is just a prediction, but I'm not too sure about this. But yeah. No, I I, I almost agree with you on this because if you observe the trends going around the Microsoft world, Microsoft is going down the open source open source route very hard and more than yes. any. They have almost. Made a firm commitment that they will contribute to the Chromium engine, which is the yes. major JavaScript engine powering. Yes. Yes. So they have almost integrated into the Edge as well. So they have moved away from their own rendering engine, and almost they have last year, right? So in the beginning of this year, it became even more famous. The open, the main recipe, the secret sauce of Bing search engine has been open source. So it's yes. almost a very very big milestone. In the open source arena, because Google can never do it. Microsoft realized that they can never compete with Google on search, so it's almost like they are still trying to find a way to surpass Google, which should never happen. So they realized that why not share the knowledge which they have leveraged with Bing and let everybody use it. So that's a very very big move on their part. So this almost allows young developers to look at the code, gather some knowledge, see how everything works, and they can start building great things on top of it. So I'm very excited with the road Microsoft is going to take. But I think that will be a whole whole separate topic where we can talk about all these things. But let me shift gears for a little bit here, right? So I just wanted to end it on a light note. So there has been this crazy talk going in the United States, right, about this Area 51 mania. <laughs> Could you please talk us about what's going on there and how it's like right now? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I have nothing much to talk about it right now because I have not. Gotten myself interested into it, but yeah, there is a huge, <laughs> there's a huge uh, wave that is going through like, all the societies uh, right now, which is about uh, area one and all that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to react for it, but yeah. Uh, you know, the reason I am almost very curious is by the all the conspiracy theories surrounding it. They are telling that aliens are getting you have almost great technology advancements over there so it's almost like the building the hype so, so I was just curious. it's all a media gimmick every single thing that's happening here is actually a media gimmick they are just popularizing stuff for the sake of it uh, if you i mean uh, if you use applications they are 
trying to uh, uh, what do you call like uh, advertise area 51 more and more i don't know who started this or why why it was started but yeah it's fun people are organizing community meetings <laughs> to investigate what exactly is happening in area 51 uh, i'm not really sure what is triggering people to do all this but yeah sure it's i basically see it as the inquisitiveness of understanding what exactly is happening in area 51 in nevada uh it's infamous for uh <laughs> uh <laughs> aliens and uh <laughs> i <laughs> anyway i don't really understand why it has to be area 51 of all places in the world because almost like the secret code right where states is doing some crazy things over there they are doing all the sort of things so i think that sort of uh, kindles this curiosity in people so they are coming with all sort of craziness but anyways it's just yeah that is true Perfect. yeah so the blitz is to uh, the this bliss is uh, seems is scheduled on the 20th of september and yeah. uh <laughs> yeah so i don't know like anyway like this is this doesn't make any kind of sense to me yeah but yeah i have never seen a person who's i think we have once again lost you <laughs> as always no, but yeah what i was saying was uh area 51 itself like i've never heard of a person getting killed or shot down for trespassing the place and also like i've never seen people who actually trespass the place because it's 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 belonging to the government and whatever happens inside is happening inside there for a reason so we have we we, we are basically not supposed to do it but people uh, being the people they are they are inquisitive in <laughs> knowing what's happening inside there being a super secretive place they want to know what exactly is going on so yeah i i have two sides of i just don't know how to react to this because i'm both happy and sad about uh for people because i applaud their inquisitiveness but also what's whatever's happening inside there is happening inside there for a reason uh and uh, it's being secret, kept secret because it's it's just meant to be secretive right. <laughs> so what curiosity man <laughs> if somebody listens to you then try to go now and see what's there so let's start stop hyping this for us again but anyways exactly <laughs> I don't think it's it's it even go uh, requires as much hype as it's getting right now. Right, right, right. Let's not do add more fuel to it. Yeah, yeah. So this is fantastic. Okay, so I think we are. So we what are, do you think about uh, uh, Area Fifty One and whatever is happening inside there? Being a person who's another at another totally different state, uh, totally different country. Rather, uh, uh, you get to know about Area Fifty One right now. Uh, and it it is just sad that uh people are talking more about the area 51 uh in i mean uh raiding and not about the people that were shot yesterday at texas and uh yeah it's just sad about 20 people were killed at each places and Understood. anyway is something which is uh, very disturbing to see as well as you point like you pointed out right so there are certain news which is getting lot of attention and lot of attention coverage and it's shooting up but there are certain news which are getting pushed back so it's almost like people who has power to media are controlling the narrative so so the digital yeah. 
understand that there is this recipe for a content to become viral so if they do something and if they are mixing it up together with the right sense of humor and light heartedness and if one section of people if they are not able to understand what the heck is going on i think that sort of kindles the this curiosity frame remember that uh, indian meme right so like uh, with the comedian vadivelu with that sutheer so i actually never understood what was that meme it took me very hard i actually went back and watched the friends movie to understand what that meme means i know it made some doubt but uh, that sort of curiosity made these people because it's only known to certain set of people right so i think this episode is something which is which lot of people will never know but they will all say like this is something big 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 so that sort of creates a curiosity so that's why these sort of things become little little more b- b- i mean grown up in media and stuff so but this is my perspective yeah. wait and see man so i think uh, we will have more to discuss after the raid happens as well but yeah it <laughs> i hope the raid doesn't happen but sure yeah. if it hap- if it does happen let's see what happens yeah 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 this is fantastic mate i was just uh, i wanted to thank you again for this time so we we had a very good discussion today about cutting edge technologies and working with machine learning in raspberry pi so guys on a conclusive and most importantly about the area 51 raid Ah, <laughs> yeah. This is good. This is good. So, anyway, uh, thank you so much for tuning in to this week. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, thanks and follow up for uh, for more updates and more fun chats and also for 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 more interesting IoT and electronic related chats. Yeah, keep yeah. following Alpha Live podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, Hari, and signing off. This is Vishwesh Roy. Yeah, peace, guys. See you.